welcome to the show. You know where you are, the nine at nine with me, Tigo. And today, like every other day, I bring in experts. It's got a little information for you. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're dreaming. Maybe you're wishing and you wish somebody could help you do something unbelievable. I don't know, special dinner, maybe play golf with an expert, fulfill some kind of dream vacation thing. Who knows? But today we've got Steve Sims here, and he's literally said, they literally said from Forbes that this man is the real life Wizard of Oz. I want to know what makes him the Wizard of Oz. So let's see if he's there. Steve, are you there? Oh, I'm here, Tigo. How are you? I am fantastic. If I was any better, it'd be illegal. Um, I want to talk to you about being the real life Wizard of Oz. Now, when I watch The Wizard of Oz, you know, they pull a curtain back and he's got the little and he's making everything happen. Now, you're not doing tricks like that, right? You're actually making dreams come true. Yeah, I wasn't happy when they actually called me that because, you know, the Wizard of Oz, he's, he's kind of a fraud. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm the guy that listens to what you want and then has helped train you, teach you to get you what you need. And sadly, they're two different things. So I'm the guy that goes out there and uh, helps create the most amazing experiences and challenges for the rich and powerful. Yeah, the rich and powerful. I mean, you're talking about Sir Elton John. I mean, I've seen things about, you know, you're talking about uh, Elon Musk. I mean, you work with the the dream clients. How did you do that? Because I read your book, or actually you read your book to me because everybody knows I listened to the books. So you read your book with your accent at two times the speed. Yep, it was interesting, but I loved it. Now you sound a little slow for me, I'm just saying. But you were a bricklayer in London. Most would think that, you know, you were born doing this. This is a family business. Mm. But you were a bricklayer in London, correct? Yeah, I was. I, and, and I was poor and I was in East London and I had every reason not to be successful. Um, but that's what too many people focus on. You know, they think they want to work with rich people. And the first thing they do is they go, well, I can't talk to them because I'm not rich. I never focused on me. I was a funny looking guy with a weird accent that rides around on motorcycles with too many piercings and jewelry. Why would anyone pay attention to me? I never asked myself that. My focus was always on how can I make you more interesting? How can I help you? How can I help you challenge you to be greater, richer, more powerful? I always focused on you. And the funny thing is when you focus on the solution for the other person, then what you look like, what you sound like, what your website looks like is irrelevant. As long as you can be the solution they want, everything else goes away. I love that. I love that. Now you have a saying, your imperfections are your perfections. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, <laughs> I have another saying, which may be uh, a slightly inappropriate. And if it is, I apologize. But I've always said that perfection is a unicorn with three blue testicles. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Um, and I think we spend so- too much time planning on this perfect company, this perfect retreat, this perfect relationship. And let's be blunt, they're not. I've had so many arguments with my wife over the years. And out of every argument, we've become stronger. We become more powerful. We become more engaged. We become more connected. And it's the same with your business. You try doing Facebook adverts and you fail. Now you're smarter. That helps you become better. So stop trying to be perfect. 
and start focusing on going. Ignore the perfections because, again, your imperfections are your perfections. You know, my dad always told me that he knew everybody marched to a different drummer, but what dang band plays in my head? Because I've always been super, super creative since I was a little, little kid. And then I read that you're a creative disruptor. What does that mean that you're a creative disruptor? Because I'm, I'm loving it. I don't even know. Yeah, nor do I. Someone just said to me one day that you're a creative disruptor, and I just kind of liked it. It sounded cool. I like to get into things. And I like to use all of my creative ability, all of my ideas, all of my my juice, all of my enthusiasm to see how can I disrupt this to be better. Far too many people are happy with everything going the way it should, the mundane, the way it has done for the last 30 years, and they've never changed it. I like to get in there and put some fuel on it and light that baby up and go, okay, how can we actually set this on fire? How can we disrupt this? How can we make it better? grander and i demand that and that's the funny thing about entrepreneurs we demand things to be better don't we we demand things to work smoother be more profitable create more impact as entrepreneurs we don't settle we always are there to disrupt what we're doing even when it works well we want to disrupt it so it can be better sometimes we fail and again That's where that education is. So I like to creatively disrupt anything I can. That's amazing. Now, we mentioned your book for about 10 seconds earlier. Blue Fishing, love it. I've now listened to it twice. So like I said, you sound a little slow. There it is. There it is. There it is. How do, That's pretty much like a biography, but it's also a journey. You tell great stories in there. How did you decide to do that book and where can they find it? I didn't. I didn't decide to do it. I had no idea or care about doing a book. I was literally in a in a party in New York telling stories to this girl at the bar. And it turns out that she was something to do with Simon and Schuster. A week later, I was offered a book contract and they wanted wow. me to reveal the rich and famous clients. But I realized if I did that, I'd be dead before cocktail hour. So right. I decided that we couldn't do it. And we refused the offer. And then they came back to me and they went, well, hang on a minute. How does a bricklayer from London end up working with Sir Elton John and the Pope and the Vatican? Why don't we do that book and help people to go, hey, if he can do it, so can I. And so we did that book. We did this book to quite openly call you out. If a bricklayer from London that sounds funny and funky like this can do the things that I've done, then you're already out of excuses. That's why I did the book. And I was very surprised it became a bestseller in like about seven countries. It was just ridiculous. That's amazing. I love that book. It's one of my favorites. Where do they find it? Before we get further down and people start saying, Tigo, you didn't tell us where to get it. Where well, do you, you go? Can, you can jump on Amazon, Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. Or you can visit this website down below, stevedsims.com. And there's a link on there that will take you back to Amazon to pick up the book. That's amazing. I know we're going to get hit with the two-minute warning and the one-minute warning because Alan is just, you know, he's hot-fingered. He loves just he's cutting like me off. But I got to ask you, you know, you're traveling all over. I've had the opportunity to see you speak a couple of times. You're everywhere. What does family mean to you? Do you have time for family? How do you handle that balance? Well, the funny thing is, you may not have noticed, but at the event that, like, recently we were at with the wonderful Greg Reed, my yeah. family were with me. Uh, my kids were with me. Um, so the beautiful thing is I just had a business meeting in Florence recently and my wife came with me. So 
I make sure that my family's always with me. It may not be all of them together, but for me, if you're not with your family and benefiting your family, then what's the point of you doing these things? You know, so I do try to actually travel with my family as much as I can. Can't always do it, but as much as the time as I can, I do. I know we're about to run out of time, but I saw on one of your websites you had an amazing picture with this beautiful dog. Yeah, my What's dog, dog's Mac. name. Yeah, Mac. Uh, he's a big old pit bull mastiff. Sadly, he's died, but he'll always be with oh. us. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he's a beautiful dog. Let's tell everybody where to find you because Alan's going to cut us off in a minute. And I want to make sure that we don't get cut off. It's easy. SteveDSims.com. Don't forget the D, D for dashing. SteveDSims.com. You're amazing. I hope you can come back because we kind of did the 50 foot view, but I wanted to just spend a few minutes with you. I thank you so much. I can't wait to see you at the next secret knock or prosperity camp because Greg Reed is the bomb. And I thank you, sir, for spending time with us today. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. I hope you'll come back next time. I'm Tigo, and I'll talk to you next time.